0: Hello, this is Ken Ferry with this week's boots in the field. This week we uh, started out in Tazewell County. We looked at some uh, non-irrigated as well as irrigated corn. Found some pretty good non-irrigated corn in that two to 230 bushel range, uh, and um, saw some pretty good beans as well. In the irrigated corn, we actually checked from 270 to a push over 300 bushel corn, so that was kind of exciting. Uh, the beans in Tazewell County are now starting to show sudden death from the road. So a situation where we don't have to be out in the field and you can see the pockets of sudden death on headlands and stressed areas within the field itself. From there we moved on down to Effingham and Effingham started out strong this year with plenty of moisture in the May-June time frame. It ran out in July and has not uh, seemed to rain form since then. Uh, So you can tell the dry weather, uh, especially in August, is is putting the push on things down there. The corn is trying to finish fast. Um, Kind of the drought-ridden corn down there with the stress. We checked yields in the 140 to 200 range, depending on soil types and conditions. Um, Beans down there are struggling to get filled. So you see a lot of um, uh, premature dying or hustling of the bean maturities down there to get finished. Uh, Going to come at the cost, of course, of the size of the bean. Uh, We're in McLean County uh, as well this week, and we're checking corn in that 150 to 210 range, depending on how much rain that you got and where you were. We also moved over into Logan County, kind of the same thing. Corn yields checking from 150 to 200. Finished out in Dewitt County uh, and some of the driest there. And Again, looking at corn yields checking at 130 to 200. Uh, White mold is visible from the road in both uh, Dewitt and Logan County now as far as pockets of white mold out in the field that we can see. For the most part, due to lack of rain, low humidity uh, that's been taking place here in the last three weeks, I would say the crop has slipped back this week. Um, We're losing out on some of that corn fill where we're not picking up the moisture. Definitely we're starting to affect the bean size that we're going to take out of that crop as well. Other things that we're seeing out in the cornfield right now we are seeing some ear molds uh, we're seeing some diplodia of course that typically is the white mold that starts at the base of the ear and works its way up uh, can also show up in the cob without as much expressed on the outside seeing some aspergillus and that's mainly in the dry areas again that powdery green mold on the ear and it's in the drought stress areas more than uh, than the places that have been getting rain Within the areas that have not been getting rain, we're seeing more of this mold in the uh, side hills, light spots in the field where the corn's been dead and uh, ears uh, kind of refuse to drop down on it. it. Typically would have some type of insect or damage on the plant itself. It might be worth your time as you're looking at your aerial pictures, your drone imagery, is to continue to visit those uh, burnt spots in the field just to make sure ear mold uh, doesn't become an issue. Uh, because if it does, you may want to segregate those zones uh, and not put them in the bin. Uh, the, the Aspergillus mold, of course, can produce some mycotoxins or aflatoxins that we don't want to worry about later at In general, though, the ear molds have been lighter than I'd anticipated. With as much drought stress as we've had out here, I would expect to see more. That may change as we continue to watch these fields but uh, it's not quite uh, as severe as what we dealt with in 2012 in a lot of cases. Also running into crown rot in the cornfields. And again, crown rot is an aftermath of dry, warm conditions. Um, what we're talking about is dead plants. or are completely dead top to bottom, uh, and the ears are hanging down. So they've been dead for some time, and these plants are kind of sporadic within the green plants that are out in the field itself. But as you dig these dead plants up and you split them down through the crown, that crown tissue is going to be very discolored and black down there. Uh, and you may see a plant that looks like it's drying, dying prematurely, uh, wilting fast. It's going to be the crown rot. It's not widespread, um, but it does stick out because when you're walking through the field, you can see these completely dead plants uh, out there itself next to plants that are still green and the ears are still upright. We are seeing some anthracnose top kill, and that's when you randomly see dead tops of plants out in the field uh, next to green tops. A so situation we were kind of a more of a random picture, and if you look close, you can sometimes see the black sporing on the leaf axis on the outside of the plant, probably the one of the biggest places we're finding it is in the second ear where that second ear uh, maybe got a little bit too far developed before it aborted and the um, anthracnose found its entryway there when you split these tops uh, you're going to find discoloration inside the pith on top as well that's your key that it's uh, anthracnose top kill that's doing it but anthracnose top Kill is usually more sporadic. Uh, I've seen it as high as 50%, but typically you might find it 10 or 15% of the tops have died out. Now that plant uh, ear uh, is going to get rubbery and it isn't going to fill as well as if you had the top there to give you that depth of kernel. Now, with that though, we're also seeing a lot of top death or top kill that's actually drought related. So it's the senescing of the plant itself. And this is when the whole field looks the same. So you get a uniformly uh, lightening of the top. And it'll kind of be kind of light colored. And eventually those upper leaves will go ahead and die. So you'll have dead leaves at the top, dead leaves at the bottom, and you'll be green there in the middle itself. And when the whole field does it uniformly across there or by variety or by zone that's under uh, water stress, um, that's a situation where it's probably more a consequence of not receiving any rain in these uh, lower humidity days where we just don't have water. So the plant is starting to senesce both from the top and the bottom itself. Now this will affect uh, your your grain fill so it depends on how far along you are before this starts in the plant. Typically again you'd see the upper leaves that are that are drying up and you'll see scorched edges on those top leaves themselves that's an indication that this is more dry weather related than it is disease related itself big difference is you won't find the uh, when you split the plant you won't find the discoloration inside the stem and you won't find those black sporing bodies on the outside of that stalk itself again this is a result of no rain in august for the most part and again the closer you are to black layer the less that effect that it's going to have but this is one of the reasons why I'm telling you that this crop has slipped away here in the past week because we're seeing a lot of that top kill back, and it's just uh, it's dry weather related out there in itself. In the beans, again, we can now see sudden death and white mold from the road. You start seeing those patches out there. Ideally, uh, a field would start to turn uniformly. So as it starts that process in R7, and the color starts to change, that we would see a uniform dry down or changing of colors across the field. The most of the fields, the dry zones are turning faster. So you might might even already be turned, they may be headed towards R8. So you can see the drought uh, is affecting the light soils, the sandy knobs, that type of thing, where it's turning faster. Ideally, again, we'd like to see the whole field turn together. Keep an eye on those those portions of the field that are coming a lot faster than the rest. Of course, they're going to have smaller beans uh, and it's going to be, you know, what effect is going to have on yield. Uh, Unfortunately, if there's some beans in there, that's good that we don't have flat pods, but it is going to shrink the bean size itself. If you're in an area where you have plenty of moisture... Uh, So you don't see the top kill back in the corn. You don't see the beans, uh, side hills and stuff starting to show that stress. If you're in the areas with moisture, again, watch for these uh, early dying spots or zones in the soybean field. And you may want to make a trip out there to determine if it's disease or not. In this case, white mold or sudden death. So you get an idea where, uh, where the change is coming from. Now, typically, those sudden death and white mold will move along faster, meaning the field will um, show symptoms a lot quicker from day to day. If it's just drying down from natural stress of running out of water, it's a little bit slower in getting that plot uh, process done. Now, I I do still have, we do still have time for the late planted corn, the full season corn, the full season late planted beans uh, are still got room there to add fill. If we can get some rain out of Irma coming up this week, uh, it still won't be too late for them. Uh, For a big portion of this crop though, uh, it's pretty much uh, in the bag, meaning we're going to have to deal with what we have. Uh, Rains from here on out are not going to help a lot of the fields that we're looking at uh, in the past week or so. So again it really depends does the rain make it here and hopefully it makes it here without any wind to give us other issues in itself. Uh, This crop is still a good crop um, but it did slip a little and continues to slip a little where we just can't find any moisture here to finish it out. Um, My hopes were higher here three weeks ago than they are now Um, but still we've got a way better crop than we dealt with in 2012. So with that keep her safe keep her moving.